Obedience is the master key. Obedience is the master key. Obedience is the master key that unlocks heaven's abundance. Obedience is the master key that unlocks heaven's abundance. Glory to God. So, if you're wanting more of heaven's abundance, you need to what? Be obedient. Do what he's called you to do. Boy, I heard that. Strong amens. Thank you. All right. Uh, Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord. As we are in this season, Father God. This time, Father God, which we honor the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you sent your perfect son, Father God, to be a babe, Father God, born some 2,000 years ago to set us free. So, Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks. We're asking once again that your Holy Spirit, who's within us, Father God, we will receive, Father God, the blessing of your word to bring us forth, Father God, into greater maturity, to walk in greater love, to acknowledge your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, let's turn to the book of Luke. We're just going to read this quickly. That's Luke. And find the second chapter of Luke. This is the birth of Jesus. Beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrus was the governor of Syria. And all that went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in that same country shepherds abiding in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped up, wrapped in uh, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the, the angel a host, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Amen. Well, if you notice something here, when the angels appear, appear to the, the shepherds at night, they were what? They were scared. Fear not. Oh, wow, what's going on, you know? And if you read uh, the other accounts, 
a little bit. When an angel appeared unto Mary, he, he said, fear not. He appeared unto Joseph, fear not. So when an angel appears unto you, fear not. Amen. Glory to God. Um, as parents and grandparents have been wondering about babies since the beginning of time, it must have been the same way when Jesus was born. Luke 2.19. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So we're going to find out what, she, what, what things she heard. Uh, when the shepherds visited Mary, no doubt they shared that the angels had said unto him, unto them, treasure up all these, uh, pardon me, what the angels shared, and, and said to them, and Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart, and was certainly, there was certainly a lot to think about. What, no, you know, can you imagine the angels, you're out in the field, and all of a sudden the angel appears, and wow, oh, you know, he says, don't, don't fear, you know, unto you is born the Savior. Glory to God. You wonder, you know, the, the angels always what they, they describe in glorious white clothing. So, wow, this is bright. And they're outside of town. You think that the people in town, what's that bright light out there? And then it says a host of heaven. There's a bunch of them out there. And they were singing. How many people in town heard that? Hmm. So we don't know. It doesn't say. But there, sure, spe something spectacular took place that night. Amen? So let's look at some of the things that uh, Mary pondered. Luke chapter 1, looking at verse... This is... This, the angel speaking to Mary. Luke 1, verse 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom shall, there shall be no end. Wow. This is something to ponder. He shall reign over the house of Jacob? Oh, what's, that means Israel. He will reign over Israel. Oh, this can't be. No. We're just simple folk. Chapter 2, what else did she ponder? Chapter 2, and we go to verse 11. Here's what the, here's what the shepherds heard, and they, sh they relayed this also to Mary. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. They said, your baby is Christ the Lord. He is the Savior. I mean, this is a lot to think about. I mean, you know, when a child is born, as parents or grandparents or even aunts or uncles, you what is this child going to do when he gets older? Will he be a blessing to, that, to our house? Will he, he, he or she bring, bring glory to the house? Will they know the Lord? Will they follow through? So... Look at that. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And let's uh, continue Luke chapter 2. 
verse, the angel's still speaking, this time it's uh, speaking to Mary, uh, yes, Luke chapter 2, verse 35, Yea, a sword shall pierce through you, thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What is this? My heart's, my child, something's going to happen to my child, it's going to pierce my heart. It's going to pierce other people's hearts. You know, she didn't know the plan. She didn't know what's going on. Am I going to lose my baby? You know, later on, as, as things are going, going through, Herod sends out a decree to all, anybody born around, born around such and such a time. Well, he got the news. It was two years later, but he got the news. He says, I want all children, all male childs, from two years and under, I want you to, we're going to get rid of them. I'm not going to have no, no king usurping me. So, okay, you can imagine when, when they, they heard that decree. Wow, my son, is this what he's going to talk about? Is this what the angel's going to talk about? It's going to pierce my heart. They're going to take my son, destroy him. Wow, there's a lot to think about. Um, there's a song that's uh, quite popular. Um, uh, written by Mark Low Lowry. It's called, Mary, Did You Know? I'm going to go through a couple of verses. I'm not going to sing it. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. What a song. Amen. That is a great song. You'll never know how a baby will turn out. I mean, we, you know, uh, as a parent, you're looking at, wow, what, what's my son going to be? Or what's my daughter going to be? Is she going to be a blessing? How is she going to be a blessing? And how can I bless this child? That, that, that uh, while most, most parents feel they want to give their child something greater than that they ever had. They want to, you know, give them uh, the best opportunities to succeed. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, you'll never know how your baby will turn out. But Jesus turned out to be the Savior of the world. Yet not everyone knows or understands or believes it. As we prepare our hearts for Christmas in a couple days, three days, Let's remind, our, remind ourselves once again who Jesus really was. So let's go to the book of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We were all in, in darkness, and we didn't know God sent a light to us, a, a Savior. Verse 14 and the word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, 
full of grace and truth. Glory to God, hallelujah. Full of grace, love, and truth. So, we're going to look, another, look at another description of Jesus. And you'll have to go, go back to the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation, chapter 1. We're looking at descriptions of Jesus, and this is it. Revelation chapter 1, looking at verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, or the ruler of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own body. But, so glory to God, hallelujah, there we go. There, that's a different description of uh, what Jesus is, or Jesus, who is Jesus. Amen. So can we trust him? Amen. It says he's a faithful witness. A witness tells what he has seen or heard. This A few weeks back, I got to go, I was called on jury duty. And I was selected to sit in one of those jury seats, number 12. And I was supposed to hear witnesses for and against the individual that was there. Luckily, they settled out of court. Thank you. So I got paid for $15, not an hour, but the day. I got 74 cents, I believe it was, for, no, I got $2.07 for travel time. Or not travel time, but for mileage, so. But even there, when we we were going through, as the lawyers were asking each juror what they thought and how they would conceive certain things, uh, you kind of knew what they were going to be directing things. And they were looking for individuals that would look at the witnesses and make sure that the witnesses were proving right what they were saying. So it says here that Jesus was a faithful witness. Again, a witness tells what he has seen and heard. A faithful witness is one whose testimony is reliable every time. A faithful witness, their testimony is reliable every time. They speak only the truth. Glory to God. So, let's go back to the book of John. Chapter 14 this time. John chapter 14. A faithful witness is one who always tells the truth. John 14, verse 6. John 14, 6. And Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. And let's uh, look at Jesus as, a, as, a, as, as he witnessed for himself in 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. 
this is what took place when Jesus was standing before Pontius Pilate. Verse, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, looking at verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickens all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. He was a good witness. He didn't tell lies. He told the truth. Let's go back to the book of John. We'll find out another thing. All right. We're going to have you jumping around a little bit. John chapter 18. Look at verse 37. This is the same thing as 1 Timothy 6, 13. But John 18, verse 37. Pilate said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What God the Father said, Jesus made known to us. What God told Jesus, he told us. Jesus tells us. It's written in his word. Glory to God. He was, Jesus was such a faithful witness even unto death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus is a faithful witness. Going back to Revelation chapter 1. Let's see. Let's go to the second part of Revelation chapter 1 that we looked at. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. The second thing is, and the first begotten of the dead. Wow. Firstborn of the dead. This refers, of course, to his resurrection from the dead. Uh, what does it, that mean? Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen. That no other mortal man could do. And he has come back from the dead to live forever. Amen. Not to die again. Glory to God. Our faith in his resurrection from the dead does not rest on what our eyes see. Our faith rests on the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead. If God can do that, he can do anything. So does Jesus have power to help us? Amen. We sang. He steps in. What's that in your hand? I can use it. I will bless it. He will use you. He will bless you. He has the power to do that. Glory to God. He is the firstborn from the dead. And in 1 Corinthians chapter, keep your marker there in uh, Revelation. We're going to be coming that, to that right back after this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, glory to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. 
Glory to God that we don't have to worry about death. If we should pass on before his coming, we're going to rise again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Those, those uh, cemeteries and the sepulchers are going to be empty Amen. if you're a believer. For those that don't, they get to stay in the ground for a while. Okay. What happens to those who believe in him? Glory to God. You go, now we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Just before Timothy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 this time. What happens to those that believe in Jesus? Can he do the impossible? Can he help us? Thank God we don't have to speculate or wonder about it because it's written down in the Word of God, what he can do. 1 Corinthians, uh, pardon me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. Look at, for if we believe, are you believers out there? Amen. Glory to God, we're believers. That Jesus died and rose again, even so them that which also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Glory to God, there's that rapture. We're not going to be held in the grave if, if we pass on. Amen. And if you're walking around, you're just going to be lifted off the, off the streets of uh, what you're walking on, going on the streets of gold. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's going to, you know, um, earth is the time to say goodbye. Heaven is the time to say Hello. We're going to see our loved ones, those that uh, uh, have gone before us. And they're going to say, in fact, I can imagine when you get up there, hey, I'm going to show you this. I, I know you're going to like this. I know you're going to like that. Oh, you remember Uncle so-and-so? You know, your aunt or mom or your sister, brother. They're going to come up running. This is a great place. And you're not going to, they're not going to leave you any longer or you're not going to leave them any longer. Oh, what a great day of rejoicing will be. We will all see Jesus. Amen. Shout the victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation chapter five, 1 again. Looking at verse 5. And from Jesus, who, was, who is the faithful witness. Glory to God and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, or, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus has the ultimate authority, glory to God, to rule over all the kings of the earth, Amen. all over his creation. Uh, unfortunately, mankind, that's, that's where we fall in, fall into this, we, that species. Mankind has made the world a mess. Corruption, wickedness, and evil, evilness saturate this world. And there seems to be no solution to stop it or remove it. The vile encompasses everything in the world. But then we get to look to Jesus, glory to God, and that which seems to look bleak is great. This is just like someone said. 
If you're in darkness, look up for the light. The light will set you free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In due time and, in, and at the proper moment, glory to God, Jesus is going to return. Amen. Those hands that were nailed to the cross will rule the world. That's a certainty. That's a fulfillment that's coming. It could be this year. It might be next year. Just think. I mean, if it's going to be this year, we only got a few days left. But if we got next year, we got to be prepared. We need to be prepared, prepared now. I mean, don't put things off. Don't be the, one of the five stupid virgins that weren't ready. We need to be ready. Amen. We need to be ready at the at the moment, uh, at the moment's notice, all right? All right, I'll have something there anyway. Okay, glory to God. Jesus can take care of our future, even our eternity. Amen. In other words, so be it, glory to God. But that wasn't evident that first night in Bethlehem. It wasn't evident. What was this, what's this baby going to do? The prospects of that baby didn't seem to be promising. He was born in a stable, laid in a manger. Well, that's not promising. I mean, you know, if you think, think of royalty, that child would be in a special room, you know, the, the, everything that's you know, perfect. But he wasn't born that way. But you never can tell what the baby will do. Amen? Glory to God. Amen. You can never tell how that baby will turn out. He is Jesus, the Son of God. And he would surprise us all. Or, you know, amen? Glory to God. Some 2,000 years ago, we still are in amazement at what has transpired and evolved from his life into our life. What he had in his life, he passed on to us. Oh, wow. That is something neat. Glory to God. So if you come from humble beginnings, glory to God, you're no longer in a humble beginnings. You are now a child of the king, Amen. joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed beyond measure. Amen. Amen. And life and eternity with God the Father, Amen. the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's no other security. We can trust him. He can help us. Amen. He has his future in his hands. Our future in his hands, I should say. We need him, and we need him more today than we know it. The truth is worth repeating. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill towards men. There is no disappointment, glory to God, that comes with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the Son of God, our Redeemer, 
the Redeemer of mankind. Hosanna to him in the highest. Glory to God. Praise him. Praise him. Glory to God. Rejoice in the love that lasts forever. All right. Let me, I have a prayer. I found a prayer that someone wrote a few years ago about Jesus. So here we go. Jesus, we kneel before you in silent amazement. Thank you that, because of your birth, we know that our Father is with us. May we welcome you, not in a cold manger of heart. Okay. But in a heart so pure and warm with love. Jesus, you are the tender holy babe, the shepherd of your flock, the healing person, the Christ for the people, the world prevailing prevailing God, Emmanuel, God is with us. Jesus, you are the glory of eternity who now shines among us, Son son of the high king of the universe, the splendor of the Father, the source of life, the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful Counselor, the Son of Mary, a pattern for goodness, a friend to all, a brother of the poor, the champion of justice, the joy of angels. Glory to God. Jesus, you are. We see God's face in you. Gentle, smiling, strong, loving, and obedient. Jesus, you radiate what the world so needs today. Gentleness, tenderness, light, and hope. In you, may we find gentleness as the answer to violence. Tenderness as the answer to ill will. Light as the answer to lies. Hope as the answer to despair. Your mercy brings forgiveness. Have mercy on us. Bring us to true sorrow for our sins. Give us eternal life. For your glory fills eternity. Your glory fills the universe. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. That's your Lord. That's your Savior. Our elder brother. Glory to God. Are you ready for the quiz? Okay. Do you remember what the question was? I'll read it to you. Out of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12, Eli had two sons. What were their names? Hopney and Phineas. What a couple of names. <laughs> These two boys had no regard for God. Uh, it says they were called the sons of Bial, or the sons of wickedness or worthlessness. And here they are, high priest sons. Wow. Eli, thin, was that he honored his sons 
more than the Lord. That's you'll find that First Samuel chapter two, verses twenty-seven through thirty. So what does this tell us? Parenting is a serious responsibility that carries a grave consequences for neglecting our responsibilities as parents. No success can compensate for the failure in the home. No success can compensate for failure in the home. So you need to have, if you need to tell those that are raising children or there's you cannot fail at home. You might be you say, "Well, I'm successful in my job, but you you're not doing it with, with your children, you're a failure." Um, this family, Eli's family, became dysfunctional. The story of Eli and his sons reminds us of a serious responsibility parents have to teach their children the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the outcome of the heartbreaking consequences that can result if parents neglect their sacred obligation to their child. That's why when when we have uh, children's dedication, it's the parents that are standing for their child. And they say they'll do their best. And of course, uh, uh, we have also what we call grandparents or sponsors. They need to have the same thing for their children. All right. Are you ready for next week's quiz? This is a wild one. Numbers. The book of Numbers. You will have to read chapters this time to find out the answer. Chapters 22 through 25. That's chapters 22, 25. Numbers. The question is, who was Balaam? What king was Balaam working for? What did Balaam's donkey do? What trap was set for Israel to fall from the grace of God's eyes? What trap was set for Israel to fall from the grace of God's eyes? Okay, again. Who was Balaam? What king was Balaam working for? What did the donkey do? Almost give it away. <laughs> what trap was set for Israel to fall from God's grace? All right, glory to God. I don't know what time it is, so <laughs> you're getting out early, I guess. Eleven fifty-one. Eleven fifty. Well, that's not too bad. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Eleven fifty-one. I'll hold you over a couple more minutes. No. Um, have a good Christmas. Amen. Have a joyful Christmas. And remember, remember the week after the beginning of the year. Starting January 6th of 2020, we will be starting a fast, but uh, let me tell you this. If you're under, under a doctor's care, please speak to him before fasting. Uh, we'll be sharing uh, the idea behind, behind uh, 
fasting and praying. So we'll be prepared for 2020 and the great outpouring of blessings that are going to come upon you because you're starting 2020 the right way. So, uh, you know, I know you're going to be having some good, good meals during Christmas time, and you'll also have some good meals during um, New Year's, but New Year's Eve. But then you got you, for those of us that like caffeine, we're going to have to put the caffeine down and put away the all the nice, nice items like you know cookies and all sugars and all that type of stuff. We need to put that away. No more donuts for a while. Yeah. So glory to God. So get prepared. And I think you'll I know you'll you'll enjoy this coming year with greater expectation than you would have ever had before because we're gonna find out how it's gonna work out. So let's all stand. Father, we are praising you. We are thanking you, Lord. That this is the day that you made, Father God. We thank you, Lord, the season which you are in, Father God, we celebrate the Lord Jesus' birth here on earth. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, throughout the world, Father God, people's eyes will be open, Father God. Although a child was born, a son was given. And I thank you, Lord, the blessing is ours to receive him. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways. We can be a blessing to those that we come in contact. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.